1: Welcome, 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 my friends, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And today is a tactical day. I am joined by my bean-eating friend, Not John. Today. How are you doing?
2: <laughs> Better <laughs> than last week. <laughs> <laughs> my, my I've recovered. I've, rec- I've recovered.
1: How, how long did it take you to recover from your bean expedition?
2: Okay, this is like, to to be totally honest, like I was tasting the vomit thing in my mouth for like a couple hours after I did it. And then I just had to like, Go take it seriously and just mouthwash and like Listerine <laughs> and
3: just get it out of there. I
2: was like, okay, like I thought it was going to be okay, but I, I can still like lick my teeth and taste <laughs> well, like It took
1: you two something. hours of tasting vomit to go mouthwash?
2: I mean, I was like doing stuff after Like we were like sitting here like on, on our computers or something like that. And I was like, I'm sure this will go away soon. I'm sure this will go away soon. And then after just after a while, I just no, go. it, it go wasn't it going
1: away. No, good. Ah. Good punishment. Good game. I love it. Uh, it's my favorite thing about the last week. <laughs> now, onto to today's show. Uh, this first hand is a little bit of
2: a follow-up, right? Yeah, it's an, it's an ode to the hand that we broke down on the, on the Bean episode last week. Um, let's just start, and I'm sure people who, who saw the hand at least will yeah. very quickly recognize what's going on.
1: Yeah, so button opens. Mm-hmm. John has tens again, which is the exact same hand he had last time. Yep, he three bets to one ten, and the button calls. Button started with basically a hundred big blinds. Uh, flop is jack ten six, so you flop mm. middle set, and the other so hand this, you turn middle set.
2: Mm-hmm. So this hand happened like very shortly after the Tactical Tuesday episode. I was like, oh my god, I know what to do now. Like we talked about this. I I, I have a plan. So. Yeah. so Very exciting bet. to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's rare, right? That you get an opportunity, like you, you talk about something in poker and then like the very next day, it's like, oh wow, this is like the perfect chance to do this.
1: Yeah, it reminds me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a very rare thing when, when that happens. Yeah. Um, it, it has happened a few times, but like in my career, where just like spooky things happen, um, this is kind of spooky, to be honest. Uh, the turn is the Queen of Hearts so the board is now queen-jack-10-6 with a queen-10 of hearts. You still have middle set. Uh, so this is the point where last time you opted to check.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this time...
2: I mm-hmm. learned my lesson from the last one. So we're just going to bet the turn and jam the river.
1: All right. So you bet the turn. You bet 239 and 371. Villain calls. River completes the backdoor flush. Not an ultra fun
2: card. I'll be completely honest. When this river came, when the three of hearts came, the board is now jack, 10, six, queen, three, with three hearts. I did not want to jam. <laughs> <laughs> I the bio. I was like, I know I'm supposed to jam here, but I just can't do it. I, like... I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, looks like you still did it, though. Yeah,
2: And then I thought about what a travesty would be if sixes somehow doesn't jam or like, you know. Queen, 10, queen jack, jack 10 or, or, or something like that Ace, yeah queen them, king queen the river, yeah so i just i stuck it in and stuck with the plan
1: stuck with the plan they called with a flush yeah. so yay you learned from the other hand where you got stacked I'm for another better. hand where you got stacked <laughs> <They've
2: been that laughs> seven eight both times i mean you talk about like spooky stuff like
1: <laughs> yeah like instantly rewarded for upgrading your game yeah um okay so
2: one street at a time that's my Method for getting better at poker. So <laughs> next time I'll I'll try to play the river better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck. Hopefully, hopefully there's going to be some follow ups in the future where things actually work out to the good. But uh, so then, what else is the theme of this episode? So you got that hand. We're going to move to uh, hand number two technically in this episode. Then we'll have a break and move to hand three.
2: Uh, so the theme of this episode is just going to be facing river bets and like my thought process um on the river facing a really big bet. I think one time I get jammed on the other time I just face a really big bet. Both times I think are in three bet pots. So yeah, facing river bets in big pots.
1: All right. Is this the one? The King Nine?
2: This is one of them. Yeah, is
1: this the one you want to do now? Yeah we can do this. All right, let's do the King Nine. You got a King and a nine of different suits in the big blind. Everybody folds to the small blind who opens three X. And you three bet and the small blind calls. So I guess first decision point here, three betting in the King Nine of different suits.
2: Yeah, pretty standard. I think I don't think anyone's gonna be surprised to see King Nine off in a in a three bet pot. Um, uh, there's like a gonna be a big chunk of my big blind versus small blind three bet range that's gonna be like this sort of off suit stuff. Um yeah. King Nine off is gonna be in there, like Queen Nine Off is gonna be in there, some random like off suit seven X stuff like that. And, I don't know. This is just one of them. All right. So, small blind calls, flops
1: ace-10-9 with the ace-9 of diamonds. Small blind checks, and you start by checking.
2: Would you have done that? Start <laughs> start up by checking? Like, I, I'm I'm already kind of, like, thinking maybe I should have started doing something here, but... Something? I don't know. Like checking just puts me in in uh, like potential has the potential to just put me in like really tough decisions. Just like on a brick turn, facing you know just facing a probe from the small blind, what do I do with bottom pair? Do I just hang on? Um, is hang there on. any simplification I, I, that hang on at
1: first? I mean, depending on size and then follow up and what the turn and river are, I okay. think you are just basically you're realizing future data points. Mm. And yeah, also yeah. the turn can go check check too. I think you do have a fair amount of asex hands that just check back flop. Right. Like kings, queens, jacks, some 10x. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think that checking back makes you in danger of like overfolding significantly on yeah. the turn in the river. So, yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm cool with this hand just being in your check back range.
2: Okay. That's, that's what I do. Start with the check on the flop with bottom pair. Yeah. Turn is the six of hearts. So, one of those bricks. Mm hmm. And. Evelyn bets half pot. Yeah weird honestly I, this is a weird size i think
1: yeah i mean it's basically what you do is you just call right there's yeah, no i
2: just it feels like there's like very little thought put into this size is my, <laughs> my gut feeling
1: yeah maybe a lot of thought they just landed right on the middle <laughs> who knows um but i do think facing half pot size bet I, I don't think there's anything you can do other than call
2: yeah I guess we could talk about really briefly, like what I would expect for value in this spot. Like, sure, does he just bet like Ace Five suited for half pot, or like Ace Jack Probably. off for like Probably. half pot on the turn? Like, maybe, maybe that's like his value range, and then like, that's it. I think. Like, I don't think he, I don't think with this size, he ever has like two pair or seven eight or like a set or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it's very minimal value range, wide formation, mm-hmm. um, calling just makes tons of sense. Yeah, River is a jack. So final board is ace, 10, 9, 6, jack. Uh, flush bricked. 356 in the pot, and now the villain two-thirds it.
2: Another so, weird size.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's odd as a follow-up to the turn bet. Like half pot, and then this guy. What, what were you thinking here?
2: So my my admittedly my thought process was not very clean like on this in this situation, it was like some it was something like I don't think my hand is strong enough to call, so maybe I should do something else. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's really so uh, my, my my gut feeling here was like I just really want to race. I just want to like jam this river. Um, I think we can go back to a lot of the stuff that I said on the turn that. I just don't think his turn sizing includes, like, two pair plus hands. It's just going to be, like, a lot of one pair in my mind. So, like, the best hand you can have now is two pair. I guess sometimes you can have a... Sometimes you can have a king-queen, but... um, Or sixes. Yeah, maybe. I don't think six is best that size on the turn, though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Is that... So, like, yeah. I have to be, like, a little bit worried about king-queen, I guess. But I have a king in my hand, which is pretty sweet. Um, So, I, I think he's, like, kind of capped at two pair here. Maybe ace-jack.
1: Ace-jack makes... Probably Makes the sense. Most sense,
2: yeah. Um, but I think even those hands kind of just hate facing a jam on the on the river. Maybe they, maybe Ace Jack just never folds, like because it's top two pair. But I don't think Ace Jack is like, oh, oh nice, like I get to call this.
1: Yeah, I don't think so call this jam on the
2: river, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm never jamming like Ace Ten or Ace Nine or Ace Six. Um, I
1: think the first part of this is like, I, I don't, I don't think you can totally discount sets and other two pairs based on the fifty percent turn size.
2: You can have like ten nine. You think?
1: Probably. They could probably have Ace-9, Ace-6, six, bigger Sixes, Ace-10. Yeah, but I, I mean, the fact that they used half pot is probably an indicator that it's part of their arsenal and maybe they just chose a weird size with mm-hmm. Sixes here trying to yeah. target like Kings-Queens-Jacks or 10X or so yeah. the non-Ace-X portion of your range.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so like I, I could see them having those hands. Um, and you probably want them to have those, some of those hands nine, mm-hmm. ten, the a six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think jamming is definitely on the table, and it and it makes sense. It's hard for you to have natural bluffs. Uh, I think that your target here is two pair. I think that two pair can find folds on this runout specifically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I th- I think jamming is pretty good.
2: Yeah. That's what that's what I decided to do. I I was like, how many two pair combos are there even? But I guess if you if you're saying that like, you know, maybe they just have that half pot size on the turn with two pair stuff, they do actually have way more two pair than I thought they did. Um Right.
1: The river's like polarizing. They're they're not they're no longer wrapping like one pair, you know?
2: Yeah. You don't think you'd ever do this with like ace queen.
1: I mean ace queen probably four bets pre I don't
2: know he has ace queen I don't
1: know. All right. Uh, maybe they do it with ace-queen. If, if, but that's probably like bottom of the value range. And then yeah. maybe some hands like queen-jack, king-jack. That just turned like a jack into a bluff. Mm. Those hands might make some sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's like a target I wasn't even thinking about.
1: Yeah, which, yeah, that now beats you. Um, yep. they, they may not be aware that it beats you, but it does beat <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think you should call I, I think Fold or Jam are probably the most reasonable options and yep. Jam I, this seems to be a board where villains can fold the two-pair portion of their range, so yep. go for it. what I do? You go for it and villain does fold.
2: Yeah, you actually nailed it, what they folded.
1: Jack nine? Dear god. Good,
2: <laughs> yeah. good, good, good job on the turn, man. Just this guy's
1: yeah, I don't I, I don't understand. Uh, interestingly the jack did promote their hand. So <laughs> like it it is a river where like their sizing scheme I don't think it makes sense to bet 50% on the turn, but the sizing up on the river makes a little bit more sense when yeah. you consider that their hand technically did improve. Yeah. <laughs> um so very yeah. strange hand um
2: definitely some questionable sizing choices and maybe even the, the decision to bet the turn by the small one yeah. but H-
1: how know. sad right like they bet the turn got called by a better nine their hand got promoted to two pairs so they hit their three outer bet and still managed to lose <laughs> to the better nine like yeah. the, there's they, no
2: no way this person wins the plot yeah, <laughs> how, how do
1: they win like they when when they don't improve they lose and when they do improve they lose it's kind of I guess th- these are the reasons why betting a nine on the turn maybe not the best of choices
2: you jam the river that's one way to win
1: yeah that's that's the way just just rip the river uh, well good hand and now we're gonna hit break come back for second hand so stick around
0: the decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy too tight and they know what you have. Too loose, and you're easy to run over. Preflop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training over 60 optimal ranges and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com/bootcamp. Available now.
3: Yeah, before boot camp, I had been playing for maybe 15 years, somewhat seriously, always trying to get better, jumping from learning program to different learning programs and training site to training site, kind of feeling a little bit lost, not really knowing how to go about getting better. And pre-flop boot camp just felt like a great starting point, a way for me to, to move from being a losing player to, to possibly a winning player. It felt like the right first step.
1: Once you jumped in boot camp, what was
3: your experience like? Well, first off, I realized that I'd been making a lot of mistakes prior to boot camp, kind of learning what Rangers should look like and what hands should be played and what situations, you know, it was, it was exciting because I, I could see what other people had been doing to me, what kind of what I had been missing in my game. And then from there, just the whole camaraderie of everybody that's um, signed up, working together, trying to achieve that goal—you know—that that was fun. That's uh, pushing each other and really helping uh, one another, kind of feeling like you're a part of a team—it was uh, it was a great experience. I, I enjoyed the process and I learned a lot.
1: What was your experience like playing cards post boot camp?
3: It's a totally different experience. You know, it put me in a position to be successful, as opposed to always. Being behind the eight ball and and playing catch-up, I really feel like it's it's the foundation of of a solid poker game. And uh, since boot camp, I've been able to to turn a profit and keep building on what I learned there. You know, being able to go back into the group and uh, really work together, even after boot camp was over, it's it's been awesome.
1: What's your sample size of winning post boot camp?
3: I think I have seventy thousand hands played by now. You know, I'm a father and I have a job, so I'm not a a professional player by any means. That's my sample size.
1: Preflop Bootcamp is the flagship Chasing Poker Greatness training program. If you'd like to dramatically upgrade your preflop game, a new bootcamp launches on the last Saturday of every single month. The price is $199 and your link to join is ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp one more time that's chasingpokergreatness.com slash bootcamp all one word or you can click through in the description box of this episode all right welcome back to the second hand of this episode of tactical tuesday john want to just jump right into the action
2: i want to change the theme of this episode Oh, yeah? Yeah. Reading oh. into turn sizing.
1: Reading into turn sizing?
2: Yeah. I didn't All think right. about it until the last guy picked up an interesting size on the turn.
1: Nice. So just not, not the theme of John facing big bets anymore, where the theme is weird turn sizing. A,
2: a dual-themed... Two-themed.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the listeners can handle two I'm getting two so themes. good at this
2: content I mean, creation this... stuff.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the viewers are ready for two themes yet, but... I guess we'll, we'll we'll give them a chance. Let's see if they're up for it. Uh, so this hand, you have eights. You open the cutoff. Both blinds fold, and the button goes ahead and three bets you. Looks like reg behavior here. So you call. Um, I guess not strong enough to four bet, just not weak enough to fold, so calling makes sense. Yep. Uh, so you put in the seventy-five. Now there's one sixty-five in the pot, counting the blinds. The flop is king, deuce, three, rainbow. You check to the yep. pre-flop raiser. Pre-flop raiser bets a third. Third. Yep. And you just call. Yep. Just nothing really to nothing really to break down here. You're getting you just you need nineteen percent equity to continue. You've got eights. It certainly has more than nineteen percent, so we can place a profitable bet. Which you do. The turn pair is the king, which that's a pretty nice turn card.
2: Yeah,
1: not a card that I would expect them to bet. Correct. A ton.
2: Or if they did bet, what size would you expect?
1: Very big. They're polarizing. Yeah. They're saying Correct. they got trips like, or not trips.
2: Yeah. Like I expect, like close the pot or something. If sure. If, if I do see a bet here, mm-hmm.
1: I'm
2: and guessing, yeah. like it's you said, not I would expect, big. <laughs> I would expect the vast majority of the range to check back. Yep. So.
1: They find the half pot size button here, which, yeah, quite unexpected. Just very, very weird. I, I don't, I, I don't really understand the half pot.
2: I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the half pot either. What happened when this hand actually went down was like. I was kind of ready to face like a huge bet on the turn. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. I probably like fold this hand facing a huge bet on the turn. And like, you know, just folding sucks. So I was like a little bit ready to be sad on the turn. And then this guy bets this size. And I'm pretty sure like a huge grin just like hit my face. And <laughs> I was just like, ha, like, dude, I'm about to win. I'm about to win a stack, I think, as long as this guy bets the river. Mm. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's like that'll probably like inform the listeners on like what my opinion on this size is. I think this size is just Doesn't make any sense. I think there's little to no value that is put into this size. Like, I don't think Queens bets this size. I don't think Jacks bet this size. I don't think King X bet this size. So it's just a lot of air.
1: And you're because they chose the 50% size, you're now getting three to one. So you need 25% equity. And yeah, just another. Easy call.
2: Yeah. Like it doesn't set up for like a pot size jam on the river. I think that's like also a data point. Like, yeah, of course.
1: It's like data, the, the SPR is management here is like yeah. atrocious. Just yeah. All right. So you call. River is a seven. You check and they jam. I'm oh, yeah. guessing at this point, the final board is King King Do Stray seven. Based on what you said, you still have your smile on your face. So I, I doubt. Yeah.
2: That. There's like, there's a little. Part in the back of my mind, I was like, "Wow, if I get owned by queens or jacks here, like that's going to be really depressing." If he just, if he just finds this with with queens and jacks, but I don't know. I mean, good for them if they find it.
1: Yeah, you think jamming with queens or jacks is actually bad?
2: I think I don't know. Cool. I mean, I'm calling with eights, so like, how bad can it be, right? Like,
1: well, like this, the amount of king x that the out of position player has has got to be somewhat reduced. Because some of the king x just four bets pre, yeah. So they don't. A
2: lot of the offsuit king x just folds, and a lot of the suited king x just four bets pre.
1: Yeah. So there's not a ton of king x in the cutoffs range here. Mm. So like, I, I think jamming queens could be just totally yeah. reasonable and fine.
2: I, I was ready to get wrecked in that in that manner. <laughs> mm. uh, like, yeah, I, I was I was kind of scared. I was like, oh, it, like it's gonna feel like. My ego is gonna be shattered for like a couple hours if he just <laughs> shows up with queens or jacks here.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of hands that, like, outside of you know queens and jacks, and then like just a bad bad sizing choice with like ace queen, queen jack, jack ten, queen ten, uh, ace 10 five, ace jacks. four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know the answer as to whether or not you're gonna call or fold. Uh, the river bet, by the way, is like 1.5x pot. Uh, the villain has ace-queen, which, yeah, one of the hands. They, they block king-x, but what's funny is they block king-x, but blocking king-x isn't that great when you don't have that many king-x in your range. Um, I mean, I think this is just so unnecessary. Like this whole... Like, villain just has a queen high. They can just check the turn. They can get called by worse after they bet the flop. Like, it just, I, I don't, I, I think this hand is pretty poorly played by the button.
2: I agree. I think the, I don't know, both hands though, I think the card size was like really crucial to me making my decision on the river.
1: Yeah. Un, very un, unexpected size. Like, yeah. you just, you expect really big. And then when you hit a middle, get a middle size, you're like, oh, that's, that's weird. Well done. I mean, again, pure speculation. Uh, It's possible that like there was a little risk aversion for them there in betting half pot that if you have a king or a boat that maybe you'll raise, they can save some of the top end. Uh, And then also maybe um, they just wanted a 1.5 X river bet. And we're setting up for a really big one to put your hands like eights, and bluff catchers in a, in a spot, but yeah, gotta be real careful if you're listening to this right now about structuring your strategy and doing things that make sense um, with what your range wants to do. Because when you adjust, when you deviate and do something a little wonky um, players at the higher levels, they see it and they're going to pick it off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think especially like players, I mean, I guess players at the high levels are all probably playing a lot, but like when you play a lot, you just like I already, I already know the size that I'm expecting to see in this spot on the turn. And so when someone picks like a size that's not that size, I'm, my first inclination is like, okay, this guy clearly doesn't play very much, but or like, you know, he's not one of the super strong regs in the pool or something like that. Yeah.
1: Cool, man. Good hands. You managed to win two out of three. So that's good for the old, the old coffers. And, uh,
2: up one.
1: We're up one. Yep, the math checks out. That's all we got for this week's episode of Tactical Tuesday. Like, subscribe, all the things wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And if you missed the Beans episode, you definitely want to go to youtube.com/slash/chasingpokergreatness to watch that video and subscribe because it's it's good times. I, I can't I can't describe to you how incredibly joyous of an occasion it was, but it it was, it was very, very good.
2: But at least one of us had fun. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.